You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here. On the Locked On Podcast Network, make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And be sure to check us out wherever you listen to all your favorite podcasts, whether it be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or all the rest. Just make sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the Locked On Panthers podcast. And be sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions over on Twitter, either at me or DM me at Julian Council to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag on Locked On Panthers. Today's episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts and Let's start by talking about the Carolina Panthers being victorious. It's been a long time since we've been able to say that the Panthers won a football game. Okay, I get it. It's just the preseason, but still. Zane Gonzalez's game-winning kick to give the Carolina Panthers the win against Ron Rivera and the Washington Commanders in the preseason opener. It feels good. Celebrate any time this team wins a football game. We hope there's going to be far more wins this year than what we've witnessed the last couple of seasons. And as I've told y'all, I'm pretty bullish on this team heading into the 2022 season. And a quick heads up, typically, when I do reaction shows, I'm going to try and go live on YouTube. But considering it's a Saturday, and then next week's a Friday, and I think the week after that's also a Friday in the preseason, not going to do that. But once the regular season comes around, planning on going live, have the podcast out probably around 6 o'clock after press conferences and all that kind of stuff is going on. So be sure to check that out. That's why it's important that you subscribe over to our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. And then if you ever missed a live episode, it's okay. It's going to be right there in your podcasting feeds right um, afterwards. And typically on Sunday, I'll have it out then or on Monday morning. But either way, today's episode is going to be Monday's episode of Locked On Panthers. But back to the preseason game and back to really what all of us were wondering Leading up to Saturday, who was going to start at quarterback? We talked about it last week. On Tuesday night, the Carolina Panthers put out their unofficial depth chart, and they went with the old or approach. The O-R as in either Baker or Sam will be the person who starts at this position. We find out early on Saturday morning that Baker Mayfield, in fact, would get the starting job for the Carolina Panthers at least this week against the Washington Commanders. Baker goes out there, and I thought he was fairly solid. Four of seven, 46 yards, converted three of four third downs on a drive that ended with a 41-yard field goal. Once they got into the red zone, it was much of the same for the Carolina Panthers as Baker handed off on first down. Excuse me, fumbled the snap on second down. Oh, gosh. And then on third down, miscommunication between him and Brandon Zilstra. And they had to settle for a field goal, which was made by Zane Gonzalez, who made every single kick he had during the day. And we saw the former Panthers kicker, Joey Sly, did not have as much of a good day. Then we saw from Sam Darnold as well. Um, he started after the Carolina Panthers. He went out there after the Panthers defense was able to get a forced fumble, got a short field, went two for two, 16 yards, and a touchdown on that drive. And on that touchdown throw, Iki Iquanu got beat badly by Montez Sweat, and Sam was able to hang in there and hit Richard Higgins 
for the touchdown. Then he got a second drive as Matt Rule wanted to get these guys six to eight snaps. Sam only got three snaps in that first drive, and he got three more where he went three and out. So not too much you can really take away from what we saw from both Baker Mayfield and Sam Darnold. I will say this about Baker, though. The conversions on third down was some pretty big boy stuff, especially hitting Shai Smith on the underneath crossing route on the first third down that they faced. And then on the slant, when Michael Jordan, who started at left guard, was getting driven back into him, Baker hung in there and hit Shai once again. And good outing for Shai Smith. We talk about the wide receiver competition and whether he'll make the roster or not. He had a good showing on Saturday afternoon in Washington as he's trying to make this Panthers roster. Just looking at that, Baker looked like he had control. And I go back to what Steve Smith Sr. said on the broadcast. And he was saying, hey, if Baker goes down here with all these third-down conversions and puts this ball in the end zone, like stick a fork in Sam Darnold. Now, Baker didn't do that. Following the snap, he took um, blame for that after the game. And other than that, I thought he looked really good. The problem, though, is we've seen the last two years, Panthers get into the red zone and absolutely stall. So I was happy to see, at least on Sam Darnold's part, that he was able to take advantage of a short field, something that he never did last season. But to do that was good. But then to get out there and not to be able to move the ball down the field is also a negative. But Baker Mayfield, even the throw down the field to Robbie Anderson, was on the money. Just safety help came over and knocked the ball out from Robbie. And it was a good play defensively by Washington. Overall, we saw good out of Baker and we saw good out of Sam Darnold. And if you're just going off of that preseason game, which we are, at least in this conversation, it's hard to really make a determination of who the starting quarterback is. I will say this, though, and I wrestled with this throughout the week of how much to make out of who started the game. Had it been Sam Darnold, just being honest with myself and you, I would have just chalked it up to Matt Rule just doing right by Sam Darnold, those same old coddling approach that we've been able to watch here over the last year plus since Darnold got to Carolina. Now, with Baker being the starter, though, because he's only been here for 12 training camp practices and then fan fest, for him to come in, to gain that understanding of the offense, and to get the nod, to me, that just shows you where this quarterback battle is headed. And to keep up the illusion that it was a battle, I figure that Matt Rule would continue to have Sam Donald out there. Now, of course, Matt could turn around next week on Friday evening and start Sam Darnold against New England, and it seems like that might be the case as Matt Rule was talking about how they'll continue to rotate the two players throughout to this upcoming week, especially when they get down or get up to New England to face the Patriots during joint practices for two days, and then the preseason game, we'll see how it plays out. Either way, it's really hard to sit here and say who was better, because I saw some impressive things from Sam hanging in the pocket and hitting Richard Higgins on a touchdown, and I saw a lot of impressive things from Baker Mayfield going throughout his progressions, which is probably the biggest thing. We look at Sam, last year it was one read, check down to McCaffrey. With Baker, we saw him look to one, to three, or to go from one to two to three, and then maybe decide to flee the pocket and try and get as many yards as he could. Like on that second down play on on their first second down of the drive on Saturday afternoon. To me still, Baker Mayfield is the best option. We saw it. Stick a fork in Sam Darnold if you want to. I don't know necessarily. I mean, I think you should. Um, I don't know if we saw enough on Saturday to feel that that way, but I did feel like Darnold responded. But it's TBD to see how things pan out as far as what Matt Rule's plan is next week. At the end of the day, though, Baker Mayfield 
is going to be the starting quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. And there was a lot of good things to look at from Baker. Hopefully, we'll see more of him this upcoming Friday, where I would think, at the very least, he plays two series. Series. Yeah, series is series. And then Sam probably gets, I don't know, probably about the same amount as he did uh, this past week against Washington. Now, we also got to see the debut of the Carolina Panthers rookie quarterback, Matt Corral, and yeah, it was not great. But let's not overreact. It was only preseason game one, and Matt Corral has plenty of time to get ready. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Life is full of twists and turns, and it's important to show up for yourself through it all. BetterHelp Online Therapy will assess your needs and can match you with your own licensed professional therapist in less than 48 hours. Y'all, it's been a tough last couple of years, and sometimes we need somebody to talk to. Never feel ashamed to go out there and get the help that you need. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional therapy done securely online, available to people worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message message to your therapist you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to and getting therapy every week as is as easy as a few clicks on your laptop or phone with therapy it can take a few tries to find the right fit but BetterHelp makes it easy and free to change therapists if needed it's a more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available BetterHelp is a great way to invest in yourself. Visit their website and read the testimonials that are posted daily. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional therapists in all 50 states. And they have a special offer for my listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. That's 10% off your first month online of therapy at BetterHelp.com slash locked on. Only Matt Rule could create a meltdown on Panthers Twitter during the second half of the first preseason game of the year. I say this because we all sat there on Saturday afternoon, a lovely day in Charlotte, North Carolina. I don't know where y'all are located, but I'm sure it's a lovely day wherever you are. But a beautiful day, only 83 degrees, humidity is down, folks are enjoying life, and plenty of them who love the Carolina Panthers like I do, like you listening to the show or watching the show do, we're sitting at home watching, waiting to see the debut of the third-round pick out of Ole Miss, Matt Corral. Instead, we had to be a tad bit patient as Matt Rule decided to play P.J. Walker at the end of the first half and for half of the third quarter. And you would say maybe one, two, three more drives, and we really needed to see P.J. Walker Walker, on Saturday afternoon as P.J. had a game high, as, at least for the Carolina Panthers quarterbacks, 23 dropbacks in the game, um, which was surprising. P.J. actually looked pretty good. He also looked like P.J. Walker, the same guy we've seen the last two seasons when he started back in 2020 against the Lions and won that game, and when he started last year on the road against Arizona and won that game. Same guy. Dude's going to go out there, run around, make some plays, got a good arm, but he's also going to give the ball away to your opponent Pretty much every game that you see him out there, he's a solid star, a backup quarterback option. Is he a better backup quarterback option than like a guy like Taylor Heineke? Probably wouldn't say that. Heineke, solid player, former Carolina Panther, acquitted himself quite well last season in Washington, was not as good on Saturday as P.J. Walker was. Either way, though, P.J. Walker, solid backup. Certainly, there's got to be a team out there that might be interested in him. 
And the only justification for having P.J. Walker play that much when he clearly is going to be the odd man out here in Carolina. Baker's going to be the starter. You just drafted Matt Corral, so clearly you're not going to get rid of him. And then Sam Darnold, who more reports coming out, the Panthers aren't shopping him because no team wants him at the near $19 million this year. And if the Panthers were going to trade him, they'd have to give up assets and then pay the majority of his salary. Why would Carolina do that? They might as well keep him and just pay him. They're not going to get anything back for him. So it makes the most sense that they just keep Sam Darnold. So with that, you have three quarterbacks. You're obviously not going to keep four quarterbacks. So P.J. Walker, you're on your way out. To me, and this was brought up by one of our listeners, the only justification for P.J. Walker playing as much as he did on Saturday was that the Carolina Panthers are planning on cutting him on Sunday or Monday, whenever. They have until Tuesday to make five roster cuts to get down to 85 players. Only justification is that they want to cut P.J. now, give him an opportunity to sign with another team who needs a backup quarterback, and they can sign P.J. Matt Rule recruited P.J. Walker to Temple, coached him there, brought him here to Carolina, has relied on, on him as his backup quarterback the last two years, but there just is not a future here in Carolina for P.J. Walker, so possibly he's trying to do right by P.J. There's that, or the other thought process could be that Matt Corral is not ready. Because if you watch the guy on Saturday, it was kind of rough. Granted, let me say this, though, because I'm not going to sit here and crush Matt Corral and say that, oh, his future's doomed, the Panthers made the wrong draft choice, because, yeah, Sam Howell looked much better than Matt Corral did on Saturday. Sam Howell has also gotten four more reps in Washington this preseason than Matt Corral has gotten with the third team, splitting reps with P.J. Walker. It's been basically Baker and Sam and then P.J. and Matt getting the scraps. The most reps he's gotten so far in training camp was on Wednesday morning, the last day at Wofford, where the ones and twos were not practicing. So Matt Corral has not gotten really an opportunity to play. And it was, in a way, frustrating, but I just I don't want to make too much of it, but it was frustrating to sit there on a Saturday knowing that, okay, we're going to barely see Baker. We're going to barely see Sam. What are you really going to be able to glean from the quarterback competition? Other than like, I guess, okay, Baker started. But Matt Rule, again, might turn around next week and start Sam Darnold. You can't take too much out from that, in my opinion. Maybe you are. I'm not going to take too much from it. I like what Baker did on third down, like I said. Looked comfortable as far as didn't look all scattered like um, Sam Darnold has in the past. Went through his progressions. Good stuff to look at. But Sam also delivered in the red zone. Baker did not do that. Um, either way, with Matt Corral, though, it's just he hasn't gotten nearly as many reps as I think I would have liked to have seen so far and you would have liked to have seen. And I have no idea what it's going to look like the rest of the preseason. I tweeted this out. You want to see Matt Corral play because preseason game, you imagine this is the most you're going to get to see of him. Now we'll see what happens to P.J. Maybe they do cut him early to give him a chance to go to another team. Maybe they don't, and we see the same thing that we saw. Because I would imagine on Friday night going to be at least two drives of Baker and at least two drives of Sam. There might be a certain snap limit amount that they want to see. But for the most part, that's going to be those two guys for the majority of the first half, like we saw again today. So it's going to be P.J. with the third quarter again and Matt with the fourth quarter. And then come preseason week three, it's going to be all Baker or Sam, whoever wins the starting quarterback job. I think Baker in the first half, then the backup, and then scraps for Matt and PJ if he's still here. What is the plan as far as development goes? Because I'm cool 
with Matt Corral not playing this year because I'm not sitting here calling him the franchise. And I know there's plenty out there who are anointing him as the franchise. Again, NFL teams do not draft guys 94th overall in the third round to be their starting quarterbacks. It's just not typically the way you go about it. But we'll see how it pans out. But as far as his performance on Saturday, it was pretty bad. One for nine for 11 yards. The one completion was for a third down conversion to Keith Kirkwood. And in a few plays later, threw a hospital ball across the middle to Kirkwood and got him back in the blue tent. And God bless that man, because he has dealt with the broken clavicle two years ago, then re-injuring it once he actually got to play in the regular season. And then last year took the cheap shot from uh, JT eBay, the UDFA out of South Carolina, didn't make the team. And now once again, getting injured because the rookie quarterback put him in a bad position. Now Keith did bobble the ball. Maybe if he catches it. He can protect himself either way. Matt Corral talked about how communication wasn't good, good, and that's on his part, and that's something that's been brought up by Ben McAdoo and Matt Rule, that they are, after the whistle, till the next snap, that's where Matt Corral needs to improve the most. And so far, as we've seen, again, not getting as many reps as we would like him to see, get, he has not done that. And he left a lot to be desired on Saturday. I did not see anything on Saturday that leads me to believe that Matt Corral is going to be ready at some point this season, especially when you consider he's not getting very many snaps. And who knows what's going to look like once the season begins. He was inaccurate, didn't get rid of the ball quick enough, but also his offensive line was in shambles, didn't give him much an opportunity, even with Cade Mays and Deontay Brown out there. And I will say, watching as closely as I could to third-string offensive linemen, it didn't really look like it was those guys' fault. It looked like it was like Austin Pleasants who was playing left tackle, more so his fault. And Matt Corral did lead them down the field for a game-winning drive, albeit thanks to an illegal contact penalty and a face mask that aided it. But he got the job done. Either way, give Matt Corral time. Let's not make too much of what we saw on Saturday. He's here to develop. The Panthers, though, need to develop him. Because the current plan, as we've seen, makes it really hard to get excited about the guy because he did not look like he was ready in a way, looked like he was rushed, looked like he was nervous. The speed of the game is different. And Matt Corral, as far as his Panthers debut in the preseason, did not look up to the standard that we're hoping he'll be at eventually. Now, let's not sit here and make it a referendum on the Panthers chose the wrong guy. Because, again, Hal gotten way more reps so far in Washington Commanders camp than Matt Corral has had. And the future of Matt Corral is not necessarily going to be dictated upon his, his own play this season. The future of Matt Corral is going to be hinged upon what Baker Mayfield does this year. If Baker Mayfield takes his team to the playoffs like I think he does and looks good doing it, the Carolina Panthers are going to do everything they can to bring him back next season. And if that's the case, Matt Corral likely not going to get an opportunity to be the starting quarterback in 2023 or beyond. So we'll see how it pans out. Matt Corral's play, just focus on developing him. Just he, He's just got to focus on getting up to speed in the NFL game. But really it's going to come down to whether Baker works out or not. If Baker doesn't work out, then Matt will get an opportunity. But if Baker works out, then we all sat here complaining about not seeing Matt Corral um, on a Saturday first preseason game of the year basically for no reason, and it was a waste of breath. So we'll see how it all pans out uh, moving forward. Now, there were a couple guys that were rookies that did flash and other players that might be right there on the roster bubble who are in competitions that had good performances, 
on Saturday afternoon against the Washington Commanders. We'll talk about that and the players who were inactive and give some updates on injuries moving forward to this next week as Panthers head up to New England for joint practices in just a moment here on Locked On Panthers. BetOnline.net is the fastest and the easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, the NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts. They have you covered. Head to BetOnline today. Or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. But online, where the game starts. Okay, so we do have a quarterback competition going on here in preseason, and we had it in training camp. Yes, that's important. We got to figure out whether it's Baker or Sam. It's going to be Baker, by the way. We got to figure out which one of those guys is the best option for the Panthers moving forward and get them some valuable snaps and get some continuity with this offensive first team unit. Also important to see what the Panthers can do by cultivating and bringing up Matt Corral. We didn't see a ton of it on Saturday, and when we did, didn't look great. Again, offensive line wasn't great. Matt's young, not getting nearly enough snaps. He will come on eventually. So let's not make too much of that, but it's also a good opportunity to see how some of these competitions shake out especially at wide receiver. And I thought Rashard Higgins, who started in place of DJ Moore, and I looked at the unofficial depth chart the other day, and I told you all that you can't make too much out of a bit of it. Like with Brady Christensen and Michael Jordan, Pat Elfline, who all started on the offensive line on Saturday, and eventually you saw the combination of Iggy Aquanu, Brady Christensen, and Bradley Bozeman going from left tackle into center later on when they were out there with Sam Darnold, even later, even with P.J. Walker, but still, you can't take too much of it, but you can make something out of guys like Richard Higgins being in position to start that first preseason game, especially when he's performed fairly well so far during training camp, and he looked good um, in the game on Saturday. The touchdown catch um, they had against with Sam Darnold there when Sam Darnold was taking a bunch of pressure. Also, Giovanni Ritchie. He's a player who has been a tight end, or he's been, he was tight end, went to fullback. Now he had to play tight end because you had Ian Thomas out, had Stephen Sullivan out, had Colin Thompson out. And Richie, I'm kind of thinking to myself, is he the best pass catching tight end that we have on the Panthers roster? He had four receptions on Saturday. I get it, just a preseason, but he acquitted himself quite well and should be able to make the roster again, depending given how they use the fullback in Ben McAdoo's offense. But the fact that he is versatile enough to play tight end, Chuba Hubbard. Got to start at running back over Dante Foreman. So we'll see how that competition plays out. Brave Van Roy started at defensive tackle. Corey Littleton at linebacker. He'll be a key piece. Matt Rule had some positive things to say about him. And then C.J. Henderson at corner. And looking in the secondary, Jeremy Chin, he punched the ball out, it looked like, uh, against Washington, where Amari Barno got the fumble recovery. And Xavier Woods, haven't seen any of him until he got to training camp. He went out there. Made some plays early on in that game as well. First team defense and even the twos that came in there like Roy, like Littleton, and I guess Henderson's kind of a one. Uh, he is a one. But those guys came in and really impacted the game against the Washington Commanders first team offense. And the Washington Commanders defense, the first team at least, not great. Panthers went out there, scored 10 points against them. One was a short field. The other one was Baker driving them down the field. A lot of positives if you just look at the first team from the Panthers compared to the first team for the Commanders, a team that's going to hope to compete for the NFC East, just like the Panthers are going to compete or going to hope to compete for the South and for a wild card, albeit limited sample size. I still like what I saw from the Panthers 
during that. Now, there's a couple guys that flashed, especially rookies. Mari Barno, who I mentioned from that area, played at Virginia Tech, had the fumble recovery. Then his pressure forced a Heineke interception. If the Panthers, who are, I'm not going to say desperate, but are certainly needing someone to step up and provide depth this upcoming year at edge rusher, if they can get 10, 12 good snaps a game from Amari Barno and he can impact the game like he did on Saturday afternoon, that's an excellent draft choice. I would love to see that because they're going to need something from him, and he showed pretty early that he can add something. Because I hadn't heard a lot from Barno during training camp and all the reports out there. Well, in the game, when the lights went on in the game, he, he played pretty well. Also, Brandon Smith looked like he was wearing a headset in the linebacker um, room there on Saturday calling out the plays. Looked pretty good, was running all over the field. He's someone who, depending on how things go this year with Damian Wilson, and with Corey Littleton, the Panthers might be in position where, hey, Brandon Smith, step up, be a starter in 2023. He's going to possibly get an opportunity to do that. I thought he stood out also on Saturday. Then looking at some of the young offensive linemen also from the rookie class, Cade Mays. He played multiple positions on Saturday. The Panthers have talked about how they've had him at that tackle. He's been at guard. He's been at center. He played both right guard and center later on in that game, snapping the ball to Matt Corral. His versatility is what might give him the edge over Deontay Brown to make the roster. Deontay played both left and right guard on Saturday afternoon. Dennis Daly was not available as he's injured right now. So those two guys and Daly, as I mentioned to you, are fighting for that ninth spot, I think, to be on this Panthers offensive line this upcoming season. And Mays, I would just say, just based on the versatility and how Matt Rule and this staff have gone about their offensive line and building it the last couple of years. They really favor versatility. That's why they brought Irving. That's why they brought Elfline here to Carolina a year ago, even though that was just like, what are we doing here? I think that that uh, that gives Cade Mays an opportunity to make this roster. Now, a couple of updates as far as injuries. Inactives, McCaffrey, he's healthy. We're not going to see him preseason like last year. We didn't see him. He'll be out there, I'm sure, for plenty of the snaps during the um, joint practices this upcoming week in Foxborough against the Patriots, won't play Friday night, then won't play the next Friday night against Buffalo in the preseason. DJ Moore didn't play, apparently has a sore shoulder. Doesn't seem like anything to be that concerned about. Shaq Thompson still on the pup list. J.C. Horn, as we know, coming back slowly from that foot injury, had the soreness. I put him on pup for a week down there at training camp at Wofford. He'll come back. I'm sure he'll be ready for joint practices. We'll see how that plays out, whether he plays at all in the preseason. Keith Taylor who is someone who's been injured with a hamstring the last two weeks. Matt Rule said he should be ready for joint practices. No update on Dennis Daly. Ian Thomas will be back catching balls this week, has the rib injury. It's more so a pain tolerance thing than an actual concern. He did not play. He also accompanied Colin Thompson, who's another tight end who's injured, and Stephen Sullivan down at a funeral for Stephen Sullivan's family. Good to see the team mates kind of right there connect as those guys were down there uh, supporting Steven Solomon and his family as he had lost a family member has been out for the last week there at training camp um, in Wofford. Uh, Terrace Marshall, the expectation he's going to be back to practice this week, had a uh, undisclosed lower body injury than Derek Brown. Dealing with a personal matter, was not available. And then Marquise Haynes wanted to go, but Matt Rule held him back because he wasn't 95 or 100% ready after uh, suffering that knee scare last week during the uh, first padded, uh, first padded excuse me, scrimmage for the Carolina Panthers. So there's an update as far as the injuries go. Overall, Panthers win. Happy about that. 
Good things from Baker. Good things from Sam. And, like, let me close by saying this. You should be happy that Sam Darnold was successful. I get it. I don't want Sam Darnold to be the starter either. I've seen what Sam Darnold looks like. I've said in the past, though, if what it takes to get Sam Darnold over the top is bringing in Matt Corral and really bringing in Baker Mayfield to push him, then good. The Panthers gave up far more assets and are paying far more money to bring Sam here to Carolina than they are with Baker Mayfield by giving the supplemental fifth-round pick in 2024 and only paying $4.85 million to Baker. Like they have way more invested than Sam Darnold. And if Sam can finally get to play at the level that a lot of teams in this league thought he could play at coming out of USC, that is a positive. That should not looked down upon. And I saw plenty of people who weren't happy about Sam Darnold going out there, but they got oh, whatever. But I, I thought it was good to see Sam sit back there and deliver that throw to Rashard Higgins to get in the red zone and deliver, which the Panthers had not done a lot of the year prior. And Taylor Moten, we talked about how Matt Rule named his team MVP and how during camp and that he was growing in leadership. He went back to the sideline after Baker's drive stalled in the red zone and yelled saying that we can't do this again and goes right back out the next drive, which I don't think he actually played that drive. But uh, either way, it goes right back out that next drive. I think maybe he did. But either way, the Panthers go back out that next drive and capitalize. Good to see that from Darnold. Good to see a lot of positive things from Baker Mayfield. Again, it's going to drag up for yet another week. And hopefully, by this time next week, after Friday night's preseason game against New England and the joint practices, we will have more clarity on who Matt Rule is ready to declare as starting quarterback, or I guess which quarterback is ready to declare themselves as a starting quarterback since Matt Rule's job is not to name a starting quarterback. It's the player's job to perform at the level that show that they're obviously the right choice for the Carolina Panthers. In the meantime, we'll continue to break it all down here on Locked on Panthers as this is going to wrap up this edition of the Locked on Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked on Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked on Panthers YouTube channel. Didn't do it today, but after every re- regular season game, the plan is to go live on our Locked on Panthers YouTube channel. So, so, so subscribe so you don't miss any of those. And make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast, whether it be Apple Podcasts or Spotify or all the rest. Rate, review, subscribe there. And follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me at Julian Council for those questions to submit them for this upcoming Friday. In the meantime, y'all, enjoy the rest of your week. And again, this is going to act as Monday's episode, putting this out on Saturday. You'll have it on Sunday. You'll have it on Monday. This will be Monday's episode, unless there's some other breaking news. Might do something else. But either way, this is supposed to be Monday's episode. So I will talk to y'all on Tuesday. As always, keep pounding. And, well, I already said to talk to y'all Tuesday. Goodbye, whatever. <laughs>